Welcome to At Ease, a podcast for colored girls who fled corporate when six figures wasn't enough. Whether you decided to quietly quit, took a leap of faith, pursued your passion over a paycheck, or are building a side hustle, join me each week as we redefine success by reshaping our minds. I combine my lived experience and conversations with entrepreneurs and Black women to leverage thought work, to reconnect with our bodies, combat burnout, and build businesses. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 17 of At Ease. Today, I'm sharing my own personal experience with the Sunday Scaries or some may call them the Sunday blues. They're basically feelings of anxiety or dread that happened the day before going back to work. According to a LinkedIn survey, 80% of professionals say they experience the Sunday scaries with over 90% of millennials and Gen Z reporting this feeling. Enjoy the episode. October 17th, 2021, it was a chilly day in DC, but not too chilly that we couldn't sit outside and drink mimosas at brunch. I remember going to brunch with some of my girlfriends, then going shopping and late afternoon, probably early evening, heading home to get ready for the work week. Only I never made it home because just a couple of lights after pulling out of the parking garage, I felt a sharp pain in my chest. I started sweating profusely, my hands were trembling, and I could not get control of my car. At the time, I thought I was having a heart attack. And next thing I knew, I was in the ambulance on my way to Howard Hospital. After being there for hours on hours, they ran all the tests, gave me something to sleep. They said, ma'am, you're healthy, but you had a panic attack. So we're going to give you some anxiety medication. We're writing you a note. You can't go to work all week and you need to find out what triggered this. Have you been stressed? Of course I've been stressed. I'm a black woman living in the United States of America. Yes, I'm stressed. I got kids. I have a job. We got bills. (laughs) I live outside of Washington, D.C. Traffic alone will stress you out. But I was grateful to have a week off of work. And I remember my family and friends reaching out offering to watch my children for me. Do you need me to go grocery shopping? Let me help you. Let me support you. And I remember saying, I'm good, y'all. I'm not working. If I'm not at work, I don't have stress. This is easy. And during the day, while the boys were at school, I slept. When they came home, we did homework. We played and rinse and repeat. And I was good. I felt great that whole week. And the following Sunday, October 24th, I was driving in the car with the boys. We were on our way to meet one of my friends at the pumpkin patch. It was about an hour away 
from home. And I stopped at a light and it happened again. The sharp pain in my chest, the sweating, the trembling. And that's when I knew my panic attack, the stress was not being at work. It was even thinking about work. I had a case of the Sunday scaries. And for two Sundays in a row, when I had to face the reality of going back into a toxic workplace, and by going back, I was working virtually and the shit was still toxic. But every time I thought about it, stressed me out. When I went back to work that next day, my boss acted like she was concerned that she was gen- that she genuinely cared about my well-being. Are you okay? How can we help you? We were so afraid for you. And yet, she texts me the entire week. Can you call me real quick about this? Can you send me that? And I remember talking to my therapist about it. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, y'all. I don't know if I'm going to make it. And someone said to me, girl, don't you leave that good government job. And I'm like, yes, I should be grateful, right? I have a good job. Uh, as secure as a job can get in this day and age, I get paid decent money. I'm able to pay my bills and then some. And you know how hard it is to get into the government? Girl, you need to be grateful. And that's what I did. I tried to put on my happy face and be grateful. That grateful lasted about four or five more months when it happened again. And this time, because I knew what triggered it, I was able to push pause on my boss and ended up just taking two weeks off of work. I said, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to do this with you. I literally said that. I'm not going to do this with you. And so you can either approve this time off two weeks or I quit. And she approved the time off. And I got a taste of what I thought working for myself would be like. And I instantly went into a plan not to go back. And that's what I did. When I returned back to work, I presented my boss with my plan to leave. So by the end of April, I was out. I was out. I worked that plan and... I remember walking out of the Pentagon feeling like a burden had been lifted off of my shoulders. I had made a choice that was in my best interest and did it from a place of like, I love myself too much to be dealing with this foolishness. And it felt good. It felt good until it didn't. What I didn't know at that time was that the way that I operated in the workplace, the way that 
I was shamed into working longer hours or made to feel that I wasn't doing enough would carry over into my start as a full-time entrepreneur. So even though I did not have to work 12-hour days to get my job done, even though I could pick and choose and say, you know what, I really need a day of rest up, but you haven't earned it. I still found a way to bully and beat myself up the same way my former boss had done. And so it didn't take long into like my entrepreneurial journey for me to say this actually doesn't feel much better than it did when I was working full time. And why is that? Why am I choosing this? If I have the freedom to choose when and how and where I work, why am I still choosing to do things in the same way that I did them in my job? And the hard pill to swallow was that even if I could not control the person who was my supervisor, I could control how I reacted to them. However, I chose not to. You see, the circumstance changed. But how I felt, how I reacted, did not. I was still tired. I was still burnt out. I was still stressed. Two things can be true. Yes, there may be something in that environment that lends itself to people feeling stressed or people not wanting to stay. Six people in the position in under five years, it's pretty high turnover. It may be the leadership. It may be the culture of the organization. And yet, although I could not control my supervisor, other leadership, or the work environment, one thing that I did have control over are my thoughts. The same way that I created feelings of shame, obsession over work, fear, I could also create feelings of freedom, feelings of joy, and feeling safe. The formula is actually the same. It remains unchanged. The difference is not the circumstance, but the ingredients. And the ingredients are my thoughts. So when I had those same feelings of not being enough, of frustration, of unworthiness, I could no longer blame it on the work environment. The only environment I had was the one with me, myself, and I, with my own thoughts. Imagine the upset when you build yourself up to finally have the strength to leave your job and you end up just as unhappy as you were in the position where you were getting a check every two weeks. That was the big aha. 
that was the big moment when I realized, yes, there are things that happen to us. There are people who are unkind. There are circumstances that we should never have to experience. And yet that's it. I am in control of my experience. And if I did not shift my thoughts, if I didn't think differently, if I didn't add different ingredients, that same experience would continue. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you like what you hear, please leave me a five-star review and share with a friend. I hope to see you back here next week for another episode. And until then, at ease.